The Tuesday Club with Sean, Kyle and Shane. Hello. Hello. Hello, hello Sean. Hello, Shane. How's it going, boys? Sorry, I was, uh, <laughs> I was a bit caught on the there. Kyle, we've got such a special guest today. I was a bit uh, bamboozled because I thought you were going to introduce, but I'll introduce. No, no, I feel, I feel like, I, I feel like I should introduce. Uh, she's I feel, I feel like you should introduce. She's a friend. She's uh, technically a colleague because we're both in the same show. Uh, but yes, today we have got on the podcast, or tonight, I should say, we have got actress, writer, feminist, uh, director. I'm sure she's directed something or will in the future. Most definitely, we have got the wonderful Nell Hudson. Hello, Nell. Very, very honoured and excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, we, we are the honoured ones for you to give up your time and come and spend an hour with us. So thank you very much. How's yeah. it going? And and we've got you on International Women's Day. Even though this goes out Tuesday, we were recording right. this yesterday, right. guys. So it's International Women's Day today. And, and it, it was just, it was just like this was meant to happen and we planned this all. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Of course you did. Of course you did. Um, and for me, it's just nice to see a fresh face instead of you two ugly mugs. <laughs> yeah, some rugby player. Yeah, so just talking. <laughs> lovely. This is lovely yeah. to see you now. Thanks very much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So, my lovely lady, how are you? How are things? What have you been doing other than spending most of the time in your in-home sauna, which I'm very jealous of? I know. Oh, Wow. What a dick. Oh, I was going to ask, can I swear? Is this a sorry podcast or... It's up Try to you. Not to. You can, you can you swear. You can say what you want. Yeah, you can you say can whatever you want to. You want. I'll try not to. But it's sort of an un- unwritten case. rule, really. Unwritten rule is that Kyle and I don't swear. The guests can say what they want. Shane does what he wants. I don't give a <laughs> shit, so you can do what you want, love. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the sauna was a game changer. I'm staying at my parents' house, which is amazing on lots of levels and a lot of other levels is a nightmare because I'm 30 and you're oh, not meant yeah. to live with your parents when you're 30 for a reason. I mean, if you, you have do, to go to bed at night. Well, it's good for you, but for me, it's a lot. It's too much. <laughs> so, but now they have a sauna, I'm like, mm, maybe I'll stay. <laughs> <laughs> is it, tell me now, is it a... Is it a infrared sauna or one of those ones you put water on and steam comes out it's it's dry heat but it does have that little fake coal fire thing that you put water oh, on. Right. i'm not okay. really sure what it's for uh, yeah i know well like it's for, making a sexy sizzling sound and you can i've been looking into this because I, I want one and you can get these infrared ones and they are like panels they panels that just emit infrared heat so there's no actual steam but i know the ones you mean you you've yeah. got the ones like center parks job i mean whatever type of sauna it is i'm definitely an asshole <laughs> <laughs> like having a lovely time in a sauna um no let me reassure everyone listening and say that it, you know it's hard life sucks i'm sick of lockdown i'm bloody sick of it and this one i think for everyone me included has really been the hardest um yeah. I guess because it's the the last one and it's number three and we're just you know at the end of our tethers. I think everyone's feeling it. This I've had a mole. I've I've had a I've had an insight today, boys. I don't know if it's true. What's coming for us in Wales on Friday? 
Yeah. What's coming for us on Friday? Yeah, announcement. What, this Friday coming now? I don't know. I don't know if it's true, but I have it on good authority. It's only going to be five miles. What? Five miles for what? We can we can only go five miles. Will the shops be open though? You got shops within five miles. Yeah, but I got to start looking for a wedding suit soon, man. God alive, yeah. Hey. <laughs> um, no, I'm only asking because I don't know, right? I don't know what you were like on social media now, but when I see something on social media, if it looks put together well, I believe it. That's you know. So I've seen some post on Instagram that people are reposting and it's like a, a side by side and it says Wales, England and it's got dates and it's like Wales uh, restrictions eased March 8th, England's April 12th Wales can do this on March 12th England can do this on April whatever and March 12th it said Wales um, restrictions eased non-essential shops can reopen so i seen this about two weeks ago and I've gone right that's fine our numbers are quite low the vaccines are getting rolled out you know we're coming out of it great so I've gone and did this whole, you know, made this whole plan now with my best man. I was like, right, Brett, we're going up to Cardiff Saturday morning, early doors. We want to be there for 9am, trying suits on. We'll have a, a little bit of food, a little bit of breakfast, go back, try some more suits on, and then we'll get back for the Wales v game at two o'clock. Now he's just, he's just texted me this afternoon going, man, I don't think there's going to be any shops open. So, Sean, I want you to... Hey, I, I don't... No, Kyle, I don't think Peacocks is open, mate. Peacocks? I don't think Peacocks is open, Sean. I've got to be honest. No, Poundland isn't even open. Mate, nothing from Peacocks has fit me since I was four years old, so I don't think I'd be going there for a wedding suit, let me tell you. Um, So, no, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Like Nell said, we're all at the end of our tether. And it was the way it was sprung, wasn't it? we're going to dig in, mate. Yeah. I think we're going to have to dig in. I think we've got to dig in, mate. If it's usually on Facebook... Or something like that, and it's it's saying it's uh, news, and this just in. I just don't read it because it's usually full of shit, isn't it? Let's be honest. <laughs> so, um, so now, and, if, and, if we, if we have says, to extend, if we have to extend again, will you still be in your parents' house? I don't know. I <laughs> <laughs> um, kill them. <laughs> yeah, literally. Like, no, uh, it's, it's very confusing. I don't know what I'm going to do. I basically, when the first lockdown struck, I decided to rent my flat out in London for some cash because I was like, well, I'm never getting an acting job again. So I was like, what can I do? I have to pay my bills, pay my taxes, you know, live. Yeah. So I moved home and rented my flat out. So that's I know what I do. I'll freeload off the parents. Basically, yeah. <laughs> thanks, mom and dad. Um, so yeah, so I get I get my flat back in the summer. So yeah, that's that's my deadline. That's the thing that I'm looking forward to. That's the kind of finish line. <laughs> no matter where we are with COVID, I'm like I can go home again in the summer. Oh, amazing! I I just want to ask you a question, right? And this is something that I have literally found out today because I've been doing some research on you. Because even though we know each other, we don't know each other that well. You're saying in your parents' house. Shouldn't you be saying your parents' manor? Because you are related to a no, I'm very... Not. No, you... I'm not. Yes, is you are. Is this on Wikipedia? Okay. Yes, is this, this, this is from Wikipedia, and I read it, and I was just like that. What? My Wikipedia page is complete BS. Oh, really? I literally need to pay someone to change it, because... I don't know who's done this to me. If they have like a vendetta against me, someone has put my Wikipedia that I'm related to the Queen. Wow. 
I'm not. Just to clarify, I'm really not. I might have a posh voice, but I'm definitely not related to the Queen. Um, and my Wikipedia is completely false. So I definitely need to get some person who's good with tech because I'm terrible with anything technology related. It's a miracle, frankly, You've that got I'm to be careful. right now talking to you. I'm not related to the Queen. It's, it's Do you know what? I'm just really sad. Hey, I would go okay, around telling everyone be, I was. You've got to be careful, mate, on Wikipedia because on Wikipedia, I am married to Branwen. Yeah, oh. brown man. My childhood sweetheart. Oh, really? And m- m- my wife's called Gail, so it's oh, a little bit awkward, you know what I mean? <laughs> I've, had, um, I, I've had people go into mine. There's not much on mine, but I've had people go in and put something really slanderous in between random sentences. You know, it's people what do you, who got what a you mean people put in, in something slanderous? I thought Wikipedia yeah, you, was like a you, professional... No, no I, I, can, I can go in and put change your... Did you really, really know you know that? Well, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Kyle, yours says you're an actor. <laughs> that is very, very true. It does. Uh, it does say I'm an actor. Um, and I tell you another one, right? Chris Coleman, a former Wales manager. I was late. I was hosting an event with him, and I was late. You know, I had to do a, a bit of a heads and tails Q and A. So I, I like to do them on the guests. So Chris Coleman, who, which football team did he support growing up? Was it heads Liverpool or tails Man United? It turns out it was Swansea City. It was neither of them. Uh, how many children has Chris Coleman got? Is it two, three, or four? And he's going, I got five. <laughs> so don't believe Wikipedia. It was the real learning curve for me that mine is fake because I'm definitely guilty of going on Wikipedia, reading something about someone and going, oh, didn't know that about them and taking it as fact, taking it as law. And now that it's happened to me, I'm like, oh no, it's it's all bullshit. Yeah, and like. Is. It's a bit like the press. It's like we read a news article and we go, oh, definitely. It's like you were saying, Carl, about lockdown. We take things for fact and we don't question them, especially Wikipedia. Yeah. But it's lies. I was, it's lies. I, just, I was just reading it on and I was just reading it on the air, you know, just saying about your parents and then it went on and then it went to some <laughs> Viscount and then it went on to some Earl and then it was like, oh, no. my God. I was like, jeepers, creepers. You know what, Neil? You're going to have to go on now. Uh What's it called? So they think you who know. Who do you think you are? Who do you think they are? Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. didn't they have Danny, uh, Danny, Danny Dyer, is it? Danny Dyer. Danny Dyer was like um, related to William the Conqueror. He was, yeah. <laughs> it was so funny. That was such a great episode. He's funny. He like, I don't know who he is or what he done, but I'm honoured. <laughs> what's his, what's his yeah. new catchphrase now? Whoa, drop it. <laughs> yeah. Drop it. Drop it. The thing is, guys, Whoa. we're Welsh, aren't we? So we're all related to each other some way some way shape or you know, I'm from the Ammon Valley god we're all related do you know what I did a little bit of digging yeah. on my surname right because I can't remember who, who said it was either my dad or my mum they were like oh yeah there's a, there's a family tree up in uh, up in Gramps' house in the attic somewhere whatever and I was like oh can I get it can I get it you know it's like you're never going to get it so I did a little bit of research and I think it was you Sean who told me Shirley had paid for this site called ancestry.co.uk or something ancestry yeah yeah she's on it all the time i had a little go of that right anyway long story short i ended up finding out that my surname was a a derivative of reese ap griffith who was um at a a time the king of wales and then it changed Honestly, God, this is true. This is true. And it was in. This on your Wikipedia. And it was in. Related to royalty, Kyle, not me. It was in Carmarthenshire. He was in Carmarthenshire. He's He's the Prince of Wales. Not, not at all. Not at all. But please, there's not many Reeses in Wales, mind. So you know. (laughs) No, that's what I'm saying. There's a few more Williamses, mind. 
not, I, not know, I know a lot of them. Not many Harleys, though. <laughs> anyway. No, I didn't. You know, you know that story? Well. Because I'm not really a Holly. Well, so my... Buddy my Holly? Great... <laughs> there's no Ian Buddy Holly. But the reason there's no Hollies is because um, my great-great-grandfather came over from Ireland, right? And he came to work in Swansea Docks, right? Because he had no work in the blight and all of that. So he came over to Swansea and he turned up at the... What they do, they turn up at the docks and queue up. And then they'd say, right, what's your name? And he went, Holly. Oh, right. Stein here. And my father's got it because he, he went you know, he went so far back with the family tree. And he was like, oh, this, I haven't gone back very far. He signed it, H. Now, it looked like an O because it was an A with a, with a high cleft straight up to the L. His name is actually Halley, H-A-L-L-E-Y. But at the sign-up, they took him as Holly. And ever he didn't give a shit. Uh, from then on, he was a Holly. That's and so amazing. we've been Hollies. So my father now was found our family yeah. tree back in, in actually in Tipperary it's a long way but he went there and it's all Halley's <laughs> it's very yeah. very Sean Halley hasn't got the same ring as it no Sean thanks, Halley mate. thanks the, mate. The, 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 Halster. the Halster the <laughs> Halster <laughs> <laughs> right there I'm going to take it back away from everybody's bloody surnames and talk with this wonderful lady that we've got now yeah yeah so far, your career has been brilliant. Uh, obviously, we mentioned Outlander there. You did a massive bit in Victoria uh, on ITV as well. What has been your highlight so far in everything that you've did that you've done? Oh, do you know what's so funny? I I, <laughs> um, I should be prepared for that question better about what the highlight of my acting career is. I guess. I won't lie, I had the most fun doing um, the one theatre job I did. So all this time I've been working as an actor, I say all this time, in the years I've been working as an actor, I've only done one play. I know that you've done a fair bit of theatre, haven't you? A little bit. Um, I've only done one play. I've worked in TV, like, consistently, but um, only ever done one play, and that was Pride and Prejudice, and we did it in Sheffield. And I moved up to Sheffield for a few months, and... Theatre, there's it's just so much fun, like the buzz of doing a play every night. And then that camaraderie of being in a troupe in an ensemble, it was just incredible. And that's actually where I worked with um Matthew Aubrey, who you know. Yes. Because everyone in Wales knows each other. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that was our like Again, we're all related. Aubrey is uh, he's from Port Albert as well, so another Port oh, the Albert. Or- Orbitron, Orbitron. Yeah, that's Orb- it. Yeah. The Orb, the Orb, <laughs> the Aubergine. We called him. Uh, but so that's... that was like that was the job I kind of had the most fun on in terms of like career highlight. Getting to work with some of the people that I've crossed paths with have been amazing. So like crossing paths with um, John Sessions when I worked in Victoria, who funnily enough was in Outlander, but we didn't cross paths at the same time getting to work with like Dame Diana Rigg in Victoria, getting to work with like, uh, what's he called? Tim McInerney in Outlander, who played, um, what's he called? Reverend Vicar. Do you remember? Uh, I do remember. The witch trial. Basically, just like I've got to work with so many people of my heroes that I grew up watching. And it's always a bit of a pinch yourself moment when that happens. I still get very starstruck meeting people. Was it like have, a, have you been in death death in paradise as well no. i have and that was that that's, was with that's Daddy, fun um, 
loads it was so much fun that was one of those jobs that as an actor you're just like well i'm being paid to go on holiday to the caribbean obviously yes i will take this job thank you so much yeah. <laughs> I, I i haven't seen it but did you were you the killer no was i was the killer's mistress yeah. killer was, was a married man and i was his his young mistress um it's, it's like a fun job. game of clue door isn't it in, yeah, in the caribbean it's, like, like, it's brilliant a... i love it <laughs> It's got a massive viewership. It's like one of the most watched TV shows in the world, I believe. Yeah, it's incredible. Where did you Where did you film that? Because am I right? It's all Guadeloupe. Like... So the wow. Car- in the Caribbean, and it's a French, previously French-owned island um, called Yeah Guadeloupe. So it was really warm. I brought my best friend with me. I met um, who did I meet? I met Aid Edmondson, who is married to Jennifer Saunders and is an incredibly like one of the funniest men I've ever met in my life I was like peeing myself with laughter every day hanging out with him and Vivian Vivian we, me and Shane would know him as from the young ones oh of course exactly yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yes oh yes. incredible so so funny wow. um and yeah and um you know oh Christ I'm so bad with names from Vicar of from Vicar from um Father Ted Oh, what the, who was the leader um, of Paradise guy? Ardell. Oh, God. Well, the, guy, the guy with the brown hair. I can't hair. remember his character's name in Father Ted. Dougal. They, it's called Dougal. Yeah, the, Dougal. yeah they've had a few, so few uh, detectives, haven't they? Yeah. They've had a few. That'd be cool to get a regular part on something like that, wouldn't it? You can see why actors maybe settle for long-standing roles, you know what I mean? I've never... Yeah. Well, I don't know. You two... You two Answer me this: If you got a part, a major part, and say EastEnders or Corey, would you last it out for like like some of them have been in part of the furniture, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. Is that something you is that, is that something you would do, or is, does it just go that way and you end up being Ian Beale, like you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. What do you think now? Uh, you're the guest. I'll I let you answer first. Also end up as Ian Beale, <laughs> Let's be honest. Well, I think as an actor, like people don't really talk about it. I think people probably think of you as like successful if you've had one or two like quite public facing gigs and what I don't know how much you've talked about it on this podcast Kyle but like you're actually just like so unsteady all the time it's it's like a roulette game constantly am I going to get a job you audition and audition and you get rejected and rejected and your life is this feast or famine world of uncertainty and there's like a huge relief to be found in getting some kind of steady gig. So like I did Outlander for four years, not in a big way. I wasn't in it very much, but that was four years on the trot of me knowing I had work coming up. Victoria was three years. And that kind of stability is just incredible to have under your belt. So I totally see why actors yeah. stay on gigs like EastEnders when they do, because otherwise it's it's complete, it's so unreliable and so scary. And obviously you've got bills to pay. so. Got to, got to hustle, got to take those gigs. Also, I, yeah. I heard that uh, Steve McFadden, obviously one of the actors has been, like you said, part of the furniture, Sean. I heard, a f- and this was a few years ago, that like he's taking home like 200 grand a year. You know, that's just yeah. under a quarter of a million but pounds. But is he happy? Well, I would be. <laughs> <laughs> I would be with that, do you know what I mean? And all, all he's had to do, basically, he's pretend to be drunk for the last 15 years. Yeah. Drunken art. He's a brilliant actor as well. He's Phil Mitchell, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah that's right. I think yeah. he's an incredible actor. He went to Rada, yeah. which I don't know if yeah. you two are familiar with it, boys. Is probably well, it used to be one of the or the most prestigious 
a drama school that you could go to that used to produce all the greats and people that would come out and yeah. you know be Richard Burton-esque and all these types of actors but not so much anymore because they still ram Shakespeare down people's throat for three years and that's not really the gig anymore but anyway um, now I want to ask you about your book you wasted talents man remember, remember Bianca was it Bianca Ricky! Ricky! Yeah. Ricky! That's what she did, Ricky! Yeah. <laughs> Do you know all right? Dean Gaffney. Yeah, Patsy Palmer. Oh, Dean Gaffney. Well, what was his dog's name? Wellard. Wellard. <laughs> Do you know what my favourite thing was, right? And it was about the time where this storyline was happening. And it was it was a horrible storyline because obviously all these soaps, they they recreate what you know certain people may go through in real life. And it was the cat slater... And Zoe, when she was finding out that she wasn't her sister, she was her mum. And I was about the time where I was just finishing comprehensive school. So, you know, it was in the evenings. What was on the telly was what the parents were watching. And I'll never forget that scene where she comes back. Right, I'm sorry. It's not really a swear word, but it's, you know. She comes back and she says, I wasn't just a slag. I was a total slag. And it's just the way she says that. It was ah. imprinted in my brain. And do you know what? She, I don't know that actress's name, but she was phenomenal in, in EastEnders as well. I haven't seen her in much after EastEnders, which I suppose does not. Is it slag. Is it Cat Slater? No, no, sorry. As in the cat, she's, I think she's called Jessie something. Je- yeah, Jessie something. She's great. She's amazing. But she was brilliant. But I just never... Can't be half a slag, can you? I, that, is that what she said? It wasn't half a slag. It was a total slag. No, no, I said you can't be half a slag. All oh, right, yeah. Well, you're a total slag. <laughs> Nell, um, I've got to say, I've watched Outlander, obviously, and um, you when when you, you came on, it was like, oh, that's a, that's a nice character. She's sweet, and I can understand this. And all of a sudden, you turned into a right cow, didn't you? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Happy well, you, Women's Day, everyone. <laughs> you look so, so sleazy there, Sean, when you said that. <laughs> you turned into a nasty bit of work. I suppose. I. <laughs> yeah, no, I do. The, the thing about that character for me, playing her, was that I hadn't read the books when I got that part. So my interpretation of Leary Mackenzie was... Uh, that I was just completely on her side. Like I had not read Outlander the book, so I didn't know this is a story about Claire Beecham, who becomes Claire Fraser. Um, you know, when I auditioned for that part, as is the case a lot of the time as an actor, you get the you get these lines and you get this audition, and you sort of assume, probably quite narcissistically, that your character is going to be quite important. So I was like, oh, great, here's a show. And it's about this young girl. And she loves this guy called Jamie. And, um, you know, they have some troubles along the way, but it's going to work out in the end, right? And then I read the book and I was like, oh. Uh (laughs) But I mean, you kind of have to be on your character's side whenever you play someone. You have to be, like, in their shoes and totally in their corner. Otherwise you'll end up hating your character and then kind of resenting playing them, if that makes sense. She sort of matures, though, doesn't she? You know, she sort of comes around a little bit. Does she? No. <laughs> I mean, I think she's a good mother. I'll say that for her. In the in the further series, I think one thing that you can say about Leary is that she raises two girls pretty much by herself, and they turn out all right. Um, she wasn't just a slag. She was a total slag. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I don't think she, she was. She, just, she got a bit lost with herself, I saw, didn't she? As most women do with Sam Hewen, as we've found out. <laughs> Did you find that out the hard way? 
<laughs> now uh, another thing no I want I want <laughs> we did a live the other week with uh, we watched what game was it Wales v Scotland obviously and um, Sam was uh, very generous he came on half time and uh, he, that was the first time I think you spoke to him face to face Shane and he, he's just yeah, a ledge yeah. he's a ledge to work with and he's just a, an all round brilliant bloke like to be honest with you so we got nothing but nice things to say I'm, about Sam I'm on nodding. this podcast yeah, no, yeah. he's he's one of those people who is just like so nice that you almost don't believe it. You're like, wait, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> I don't. Where's the catch? Yeah, yeah, totally. He's just sweet and has a great heart and is nice. And I'm like, go away. <laughs> <laughs> you can't be that nice. Shut up. Now, now, now knows he's a producer and is hoping Sam's listening to this to come back to to, to Outlander. <laughs> <laughs> We get a lot of Outlander fans uh, listening to this now, uh, so well they probably will for this episode because that's the link, isn't it, of me and Kyle? They they they'll they'll definitely listen to this, and you saying that about Sam because a lot of them love Sam. They'll be all listening at this moment now, going, "Ah, oh, see, ah, oh. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> So now, obviously, at the start, they introduced you, actress, writer, and uh, you have written a book. And the book is called Just For Today. Now, I can't write a letter to the bank to change my address. <laughs> so how you've written a book is beyond me. You're a far superior human being. Tell us what the book is about, please. Well, it's a kind of coming of age novel. Um, so I've always kind of written over the years. I've like, I didn't know, I don't know about you. I didn't know you could be an actor for a job like growing up. I was like, oh, that's what like Nicole Kidman does. It was like this crazy fairy tale showbiz thing that I didn't know that you could just kind of do as a steady job that I sort of fell into. So writing was something that I always did. My mother's a writer, my grandfather's a writer. I'm like massive bookworm and geek. Like my nickname at drama school was Hermione Granger, not in a nice way. Um, but yeah, so I've always written and uh, I had all this time. Like when you're an actor, you have lots of time waiting around between either you're between jobs or you're like traveling or you're in your trailer, literally waiting to go on set or whatever it is. And I just had all this time. And another thing about being an actor is that you are a pawn in someone else's chess game a lot of the time. I think unless you're like the lead in a show or a film or you are producing exec producing you have very little creative control you're kind of told I want you to play this scene like this here are the lines I've written for you you're you're sort of you know quite passive in a way like you have one small job to do in a in a big arena of other people's jobs and the thing about writing is it's just you like no one else can do it for you you are completely in charge of the narrative it's entirely your own creative world and for me that's very appealing because I'm a control freak and also I you know in the downtime between acting it's like okay what am I going to do I might as well use the time productively so when you say like oh I can't even get around to writing a letter for me it was like I gotta do something like in all this time that I have I'm kind of I'm of the belief that you have creative energy in you it's going to come out somehow so sometimes for me it comes out when I'm writing sometimes I do songwriting and I sing sometimes I have to write fiction whatever it is just sort of needed to get that energy out so yeah I did I did write a book and it's coming out next year which is amazing I kind of just wow. wrote it for me and now I've actually got a book deal and it's happening which is well, what's, it, what's it about it's like a coming of age story it, it sort of began 
as this sort of like semi-autobiographical thing where the lead character was based on me and then the more I wrote it the the further away from that it strayed and it's just sort of a story of a girl who's living in London she's in her 20s and she's kind of a bit of a mess and needs to sort her shit out really and by the end I won't tell you but it things happen <laughs> but yeah what are you doing Kyle oh. Sorry, I was just I was just trying to send a message to everybody to let you all know something. Uh, we won't cut this out because anything goes in this podcast. But <laughs> that um, that sounds brilliant. When's it coming out next year, so everybody knows? Next spring. It's coming out next spring, probably May twenty twenty. Wait, what year are we in now? Twenty one. Uh, <laughs> Who knows? <21. laughs> no so you know, idea. It's coming out now, May twenty two. So you'll you'll I take it now you'll you'll start writing another one even maybe before that one comes out. I have yeah, my next one is well underway. I'm about twenty five thousand words into the next one, and 25, this one words. yeah man, the first one was ninety thousand words. This one's about um, acting. So there's actually going to be in this next novel little stories from my true life as an actor in the novel but it's all disguised everyone has different names and it's all been like changed so you won't know who it is but like goss basically gossip from sets i've worked on i've put into this novel <laughs> <laughs> i'm definitely reading that one yeah so, it's about you... a, a love triangle on a film set so oh my god oh, hello. hello oh my god i'm texting you after Let's this i need i want lines. i want the goss i'm texting you <laughs> so texting you after this uh i just want to read it to see if any antics that we got up to in kansas are in it because i'll know straight away Sorry, say that again. Sorry, I went super Welsh. I said, I'm going to read it just to find out if any antics that we got up to in Kansas are in the book. Because uh, that, that was a time and a half. I just... Uh, that was a time. I was just drip... I, I, I was drinking a lot and I was just drip-fed whiskey through like seven, <laughs> seven days in Kansas. I can't really remember it. All I know is we had a good time. Um, that's that's the first time I ate oysters. And now... I, I got a thing where people teaching me how to do things. I said once, Matthew Reese taught me how to drink red wine. <laughs> and you taught me how to eat oysters. I'd never had them before in my life. And it was really strange. I don't know if you've had any oysters before, boys. Like, you know, slurping them down and that type of stuff. No? Okay, great. Well, that was a good chat. I think we'll just end... <laughs> we'll end the podcast there, I think. Kyle, what's funny is that Whis I didn't actually have any oysters, oysters myself. You that were, night. Say what? I didn't eat oysters myself. I still will not eat an oyster. But you <laughs> I'm the, way too fussy. I'm like freaked out by them. But I was like, yeah, do it, Kyle. <laughs> like clapping you on. It, was just it, really it sounds was... like you were actually feeding Kyle oysters by the sounds of it. <laughs> I was. And Matt was exactly the whiskey down. So... Kyle was reclined on yeah. a couch <laughs> in just yeah. a toga while I fed what, him oh, oysters. Okay. Wow. You've got to... You've got to... <laughs> That's what happens in Kansas, guys. I believe you've got to let them slide down. <laughs> yeah. Well, f funny enough, uh, the guy who that's, plays... That's the way I eat them. I, I eat them with a, a you know, little squeeze and you let them slide down, right? Because if you chew them, <laughs> not, it's not that pleasant. It's the aftertaste. Oh. That's like a shame. And if you... It's an acquired taste, but... I... I can't even eat fish fingers, so I'm going to struggle with all what? that. What? You can't eat, really? you can't eat fish fingers? Have you never had a fish finger a sandwich, mate? Well, well, I have, but years ago when I was a kid, and no, no thanks. So you so are whiskey. one of... I, I can do a whiskey. You're one of the most decorated rugby athletes that has ever been in the world. 
and you are so into your fitness you run the length and breadth of wales you do iron man's left right and center just for breakfast and you tell me that you don't eat fish yeah pretty much (laughs) i've never been sponsored by bird's eye have i Uh, well no that's that's one you could have just done that for the money no not the free fish cakes (laughs) no i won't i I won't eat the fish cake no but i love i love that whiskey you're on about that won't that wouldn't bother me yeah yeah we like a bit of whiskey Right, we have got not well. We haven't got much time left. I think we've got just over five minutes left. And now we do a feature every week on uh, the podcast, and it's called "What You're Watching." So we go around the three of us and whoever our guest is, and we find out what people have been watching this week. So, as you are esteemed guest, it is International Women's Day today when we're recording. But yesterday, if you're listening, what have you been watching? Well, this is a very un and un international Women's Day answer. I've been watching this show on Netflix, which is utter trash, called "Are You the One," which is like Love Island on steroids. It's <laughs> okay. appalling. It's the worst show I've ever seen, and yet it's the best show I've ever seen. It's <laughs> ten boys and ten girls in a villa, and it's American, and they just give them loads of booze, and they all just shag each other, and it's ridiculous, and right. it's so entertaining. There's so much drama, and they all yeah. like get into fights and beat each other up and it's started in 2014 really? and there's like no tv regulations everyone's incredibly just like allowed to do whatever they want to do and it's ridiculous and that's what i've been watching this week yeah, well, i, I, I think that's absolutely disgusting and uh, what's it called again on what channel <laughs> it's called are you the one it's on netflix yeah it's so netflix, bad yeah. and wonderful what time? And what time? anytime anytime okay it's yeah it's disgusting disgusting <laughs> oh, that's just something that you can just switch off though yeah you just want because oh. i mean you, you write in twenty five thousand words a day so you need something to switch off in the evening <laughs> well this is the thing like i've slightly given up trying to kind of better myself in lockdown i'm just like no screw this i want to watch something <laughs> shane what have you been watching boy uh well i i was on the road for a week cycling so I missed out on a lot. Uh, I even missed three quarters of the Welsh game last week, so that was that was a shame. But um, I started watching last night actually. Narcos. Oh yeah. With pa- Pablo Escobar. Si or no? Si or no? Uh, only, yeah. I'm only like three episodes in. I mean, sorry, four episodes in. So I really hit it hard last night. Getting into that. That's quite interesting. Uh, he was a bit of a character, wasn't he? Let's be honest. A little bit. Little <laughs> bit. I mean, he was a little bit of a character. A bit of, bit of cash. Yeah, and it's not normally the kind of thing I watch really. So I I, I watched the first one. I thought, oh. you know, do you know when you start watching a series and you're nearly switching off, but you're thinking, no, I'll give it a go. I'll give it a go. I'm four in now, so I'll I I think I'll I'll run with it and see how it goes. Good. Well, stick with it because it it is brilliant, and they do fall away after yeah. like the third or fourth season. But it but it is absolutely that first season is incredible, and you'll come out of it with. Um, a Spanish degree at the end of it, so um, I thought hey. I, was, I thought I was fluent by the hey. end of watching it. Sean, what have you been watching, man? A chemical degree. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've watched uh, a couple of different things. I'm st- we're still churning through um, how to get away with murder. I'm getting a bit, a bit tetchy yeah. with it at the moment now, but it is worth a watch. I got to be honest. Um, I tell you what, I watched. Uh, is there's a, a four-part documentary on the Challenger space shuttle disaster, unfortunately. But I was 16 at the time, 1986, so it was really interesting. It's a sort of behind the scenes and the build-up and all of that. It's really quite emotional. I enjoyed that. 
I watched you know, Thursday night, as you know, boys, is family games night now in our house. But we, oh. our eldest has gone back to university, so we had a movie night instead. We watched Wonder Woman. Brilliant. Oh, good film from 2017. Wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I've just started uh, on the bike because I hate being on the bike. We've done a challenge this weekend, me and Shane. Behind Her Eyes. I started that and one episode in Behind Her Eyes, which is a bit spooky at the moment. <laughs> I've heard a lot of good things about that on Netflix. Um, I started watching Your Honor with Brian Cranston on uh, Sky Atlantic, which is absolutely fantastic. Um, and we haven't got much time left, so I'm not going to go into it, other than I'm going to say, please watch it if you can. It's 10 episodes. Brian Cranston, again, is out of this world, and everybody in it is brilliant. Um, so, yeah, it says less than a minute left. And I just want to say how quick time has flown. Thank you so much, Nell, for joining us tonight. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank uh, you, we all wish you the best, and uh, hopefully, you'll come back and see us soon sometime in the future when we're all out of these lockdowns. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, thanks, Nell. Thank you very nice much, Nell. See you guys. Bye. Bye. Pleasure. We'll.